Hey, great day. So before we get into today's podcast episode, I have a huge announcement. We are bringing back the Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. This is a three-day virtual party that I'm inviting all mental health therapists that either want a private practice in the next six to 12 months, or you already have had a private practice, maybe for the last year, five years, or even over a decade, but you want to understand wealth and cash flow in your company. You want to learn how to show up as a CEO and work more on your business versus in your business. Maybe you want to assess the health and the wealth of your current or future private practice to really see if you're on the right path to increasing your revenue, to growing your practice, maybe to streams of income later, or maybe even a group practice. Bottom line is you will walk away from this three-day bootcamp clarifying and understanding your niche, understanding how to show up as an abundant CEO, and most importantly, assessing the health of what you believe is a profitable private practice. So head down to the show notes and go to the link drtk.com forward slash links and sign up for the bootcamp. I'll see you there. Now let's head into the podcast episode. You're listening to Dr. Takesha Jackson-Rudd, also known as Dr. TK, the CEO of the Branding for Abundance brand. This is a podcast that inspires mental health clinicians to brand their mindset, career, and lifestyle for abundance. I am a clinical psychologist, college professor, and psych brandologist. I work with dynamic clinicians from all over the world to assess their business, lifestyle goals, and prescribe branding tools to help them scale their professional resume and produce awesome content, products, and services for their clients. My goal is to empower clinicians to make a great income while making a global impact. Welcome back. This is Dr. TK, clinical psychologist and psych brandologist, and welcome back to the podcast. So in today's topic, I want to talk about how clinicians can do a better job at talking to their ideal clients, not talking at them. And so this is coming from the framework of marketing. Um, I know that, you know, none of us have went to, at least from what I know, um, none of us have went to business school. No one has really been taught how to do marketing unless you have invested in yourself with going to courses for marketing, for social media, and for copy content. And so um, I know that for myself, I've invested a few years of learning how to integrate these tools into my private practice because as a clinician and wanting to continuously thrive in my private practice, um, I have to learn about sales. Um, And let me just add a bonus right now in the beginning of this podcast um, in that, you know, for clinicians, Um, If you are in private practice and you have your own business structure, you ultimately are a sales salesman or saleswoman. And sometimes we don't like to think of ourselves as such because we are a service provider. But at the end of the day, if you want to continue to thrive in your business, if you want to continue to attract the right clients, your ideal clients, and keep them in services until they graduate um, versus prematurely terminating from treatment, you do have to learn how to sell your services. So with that said, um, I want to really dive into um, some tips that I want to share with you as far as your copy content, the words that you use to attract your ideal clients. So before we can get into the verbiage that you would use on platforms like your website, through social media, 
through psychology today and other type of therapist um, directories, you want to make sure that you have a clear visual of who is your ideal client. So we know the ideal client as what's called the client avatar. If you want to learn how to really niche down who your client avatar is, I would highly encourage you to contact my office um, at hello at drtk.com and inquire about the therapist coaching programs that I have throughout the year. Um, but just to give you an idea of um, identifying your ideal client, you want about you want to think about things like the age of your client, um, the geographical location of your client, um, the things that your clients do for a living. Are you working with high school kids? Are you working with school age children? Are you working with transitional age youth, adults? What is their marital status? And pretty much all of their demographics based off their demographics that will tell you what you should be putting in your copy content, the words that you use to attract these individuals. And so just to give you an idea, and you can check it out on my website or my psychology today, and even my social media um, Instagram page at Dr. TK Psych, you will often see me utilize the words such as you. And the reason why I'm saying you is because I want you as the person who is reading it to identify with the words that I'm using in the paragraph that I'm writing. And so you literally want the person who's reading it to literally feel like they are destined to have landed on your page. You have said some things that definitely resonate with what they're feeling or how they're thinking about their situation and how you can help them. And the way that I always know that someone has one read the information I've put online and two that I've put the right things and gotten the right client in my funnel is that when I ask them where did they find me and what attracted um, them to me, they will often say things like, you know, I like the fact that you work with individuals who are going through life transitions. Soon as they say the word life transitions, I'm like, ding, 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 boom. Like the verbiage that I have, especially on my psychology today page, all it talks about is life transitions. And then it gives them examples. And so it makes me feel better because it honestly makes my consultation experience a lot better. And so when you are putting copy content on, on these platforms, whether it's social media, emails or your website, you want to make sure that you know who your client avatar is, you know who your ideal client is. And then two, you want to make sure that the verbiage that you're using speaks to that population. So if I am um, gearing my uh, sessions, I'm sorry, my, not my sessions, my services toward adolescents, because they're a minor, my verbiage actually needs to be to who? the parent or the caregiver. So a neat trick that I taught myself, I didn't learn it anywhere. I'm just very creative and I learned how to take my ideas and take flight, take action is when I first started my private practice part-time, I was in a group practice setting, but I wasn't part of the group practice. I was just subletting office space. And one of the things that I did was learn about what's called rack cards from participating in the psychology today um, community like conversations. Those things are very helpful. If you have no clue what I'm talking about, again, my coaching program will help you understand how to use the back office of all of these platforms that sometimes you're paying for that we don't utilize. And so um, I heard a lot of people or saw a lot of people talking about what's called rack card. So I inquired about what that was. They, um, you know, let me know what it is. And then I asked for an example. So they sent me an example of a rack card and I was like, oh, OK, this is cool, but this isn't really my style. So I sat down and really thought about, okay, who do I want these rack cards to be? And pretty much a rack card is a brief version of a brochure of your services. So because I was working in the jail and I received a lot of referrals for quote unquote difficult teens, 
I wanted to speak to who the caregivers or the parents. So um, just to make the long story short, um, I created the rat card. I made it very brand like I mean these weren't my branding colors but I made it very bright so that people could pick it up and read it it had like a yellowish background with like different colors around the border on one side the front side that was displayed um, in the lobby of where I worked it said you know if you have an adolescent between ages 14 and 17 um, does any of this sound familiar or do you have problems with any of the following I can't remember exactly the wording I literally looked in the DSM 4 TR back then and I literally put in my own words the definition of oppositional defiant disorder like the criteria literally Um, if the criteria listed seven items I put seven items and I just put it in my own words does your child often argue with authority figures does your child seem moody or irritable at times for no reason does your child like to violate their curfew does your child and then I just went on and on about the criteria and then I put at the end if you answered yes to any of these questions even if it was just one you need to call Dr. Jackson and so um, when they flipped it on the back that's when I described the type of services that I provided, whether it be individual or family therapy. Um, I talked about the insurances that I took. I literally listed out the insurance panels that I was on at that time. Now, of course, one of the cons about something like this is that if you are expanding your services and you are adding insurance panels, and that means that you want to be careful about not buying so many um brochure type material or what we call promotional material unless you're going to like an event where you're going to be passing out flyers all day because then you're going to be stuck with 500 rat cards and then you don't capture every single thing that you want to capture on that rat card for your clientele so um that card was a big hit um a lot of parents not even coming in there to see me but they were actually going in there to see another therapist um they had children and they wanted their child to be seen and the therapist didn't want to see the child so you know of course the parents would get the rat card while they were walking into their session or when they were sitting in the lobby waiting because it was very bright it definitely stood out and that was my goal and so um, I was able to turn copy content that we read every day in the DSM that we're taught about and I was able to utilize that um, for marketing material in the office and then that led to them of course going to my website or doing a google search if they didn't know that I had a website even though it was clearly there on the um on the brochure and um, if they found me on psychology today that backed up the information that I put on my rat card and so I don't know if you're familiar with what's called the clinical loop but the clinical loop in mental health services and I'm bringing this up because I want you to relate that to a client funnel of how do you get clients from seeing your information through marketing material into getting them actually in your office we have to apply what's called the clinical loop but Um, from a um, promotional standpoint. So the clinical loop for clients is we get them into our office and we do an assessment. Then we move from the assessment to a diagnosis. The diagnosis will tell us or inform us of what type of treatment we're supposed to do. Are we supposed to do CBT if it's anxiety or depression? Are we to do behavior modification if it's OCD? Are we supposed to do family therapy because it's conduct disorder? So then we, from our goals, develop a treatment plan. I mean, we develop a treatment plan, which are our goals, and then our goals are supposed to lead into the actual treatment. From the treatment, we, of course, write a progress note, track our client's progress, and then they're done. You know, that is termination. And so that's the clinical loop. So if you relate that to the 
client funnel that you want to create for your clients that you're trying to attract, they're going to either pick up your marketing material or they're going to see your information broadcasted on social media or on a website, right? That's their assessment of wanting to work with you. Then from the assessment, um, then they're going to come up with, I'm going to call it a diagnosis. The diagnosis is, you know, what is the presenting problem and can this therapist actually cure the problem? So what are they going to do? They're going to schedule a consultation ideally or inquire about your services and better yet, they're going to read your copy content. That helps them decide if they're going to go to the next step. Then, of course, just like treatment goals, because now we have the diagnosis, the treatment goals is, can you actually meet with me? Do you take my insurance? Can you see me? So that's in the consultation. Then we move into the actual treatment. The treatment is the treatment, right? So you provide them with treatment. Um, and then for the treatment, then we can go on and on with the client funnel. You have them in your office. You're doing the treatment. They do awesome treatment, and then they're done. Right. So the reason I wanted to use these words to describe um, more so your copy content and that you want to talk to your clients is it is that you want what your clients or potential clients, what they read to resonate with them. And that will help you honestly weed out people who do not belong in your office, because I know we're taught how to, quote unquote, serve everybody. But unless you went to like a tracked graduate program where you did a child adolescent track or a substance abuse track or a geriatric track, you pretty much were taught how to work with every single type of client for the most part. You may not have been trained in internship to do so, but you were educated on how to work with all those individuals. And then what happens is when you go into a private practice, you don't understand what niche marketing is or client avatar or um, how to narrow down who you talk to when you provide marketing material to potential clients. So you then talk to everybody. And I'm just letting you know from a client's perspective, they get very confused when you're talking to everybody because they want, they want to know that you can fix their problem so that they can get in therapy and get out. Okay. And so I hope that this podcast has been very helpful for you. Um, again, make sure that you click the subscribe button, make sure that you share this information with another clinician, even if they're not licensed. I do believe that the information that I share on this podcast definitely can help a clinician strive, um, or, um, thrive in their private practice and, or move toward scaling their private practice. Um, especially if you're going from no private practice to part-time or part-time to full-time. So if you want to hear about additional topics, make sure to drop comments below. Also, let me know how you enjoyed this podcast. Um, if you have the opportunity, I hope that you find time to even snapshot that you'd listen to the podcast and give feedback on social media. Make sure that you tag me at Dr. TK Psych. Um, and I will be sure to comment back because I handle my own social media and I like to interact with, um, my tribe, um, myself. And so again, I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast. I definitely want to express a lot of gratitude for you taking your time out to actually listen to these educational tips that I have for your business. So again, thank you for signing on. This is Dr. TK. Love you. Bye. Thank you so, so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode. Remember, you've heard a lot of phenomenal information, so be sure to share this information with other clinicians. Be sure to leave a comment to let me know your takeaways. If you are not following me on Instagram, you can check me out at Dr. TK Psych, and you can also check out upcoming events on my website at drtk.com. Again, thank you for tuning in today. I definitely appreciate you, and I will see you in the next episode.